This is Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of life and mental health. I am licensed marriage and family therapist Justin Lewis. I am also the host of this show. On today's episode, uh, we'll be talking uh, about what it means to be an extrovert. I did an episode uh, a few weeks ago about what it means to be an introvert. So my coworker Jennifer Roberts um, approached me and said, so I assume that there's going to be an episode on extroverts upcoming. And I thought that was a fair question. So she, as an extrovert, agreed to come on the show for us to talk about that personality type. She herself is an extrovert, so we're able to draw from her experience uh, and contrast a little bit from this introvert's experience on what it means for her to be an extrovert. We uh, kind of looked at some of the myths, did some myth busting when it comes to uh, extrovert type people, and even explored a little bit about kind of this um, nuanced view on how someone can be an extrovert yet not be the center of attention, which is sort of how I think extroverts are typically viewed. So uh, we even came up with what I consider to be a little bit of a new term that's descriptive of people that wouldn't necessarily uh, naturally fall into that stereotypical description of uh, an extrovert. So listen for that. So uh, before I get into my interview with Jennifer, I want to be sure and remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Compass Counseling. At Compass, we see people of all ages, um, children through adults. We see couples and families. And so um, if you would like to make an appointment or learn more about us, um, you can go to Compass Counseling where you can learn about the therapists uh, and the locations of Paducah, Owensboro, Henderson, and all over Kentucky via telehealth. So again, check out compasscounseling.com for more information on that. And now, without any further waiting, here is my interview with uh, Masters in Social Work and fellow therapist here at Compass Counseling, Jennifer Roberts. An extrovert definition that I work from is being energized by being around other people, basically. So you gain energy from being in the presence of a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas the opposite is true for introverts. You recharge by being around smaller, like by yourself, basically, or maybe one other person, possibly. But that's how you recharge. And again, like an introvert is okay sometimes being in a large group of people. And they might have fun, but they're tired afterwards. An extrovert might enjoy alone time because they get to do whatever they want or whatever. But that's not where they get energy. Is that a... Are you on board with that definition? Yeah, I agree. That's the how I kind of work from it as well. It's what brings you energy, what brings you power and that kind of emotional benefit that you get from interacting with other people and the positive benefits that I myself as an extrovert uh, find that I seek that out and it's very desirable for me because it helps me kind of become grounded and very much kind of go back to center because of being around other people. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about what it's like for you as an extrovert here. Um, when to be more detailed or specific about being around other people to energize, explain what that's like. Okay, um, so it it depends on the situation, but it's about you know obviously it's about not just anybody. I don't want to necessarily just be around strangers. It's not just a, <laughs> right. a drop in the bucket of right. anybody that exactly. any person, any warm body is good. Obviously, those are there's a relationship with those individual people. Um, <clears throat> it's friends, it's family, it's colleagues. Those are the people that you tend to seek out. It not necessarily the life of a party if I don't know anybody there, but I do mm. enjoy those kinds of that's interactions. a that's kind of a misconception. Absolutely, right? is yeah. that if you're extroverted, that means you're going to be life of the party. It, yeah, and anywhere, regardless mm-hmm. of your comfort level. So being around people is being around people that there's a deep relationship with. Because I think that's another misconception is that the socialization or the um, being around others of an extrovert, it's very surface level, right? It's anybody. It's mm-hmm. you. Sometimes I can go to the grocery store and walk around even if I don't need something to just be around other human beings. Mm. That's helpful sometimes, but it's not. that's not really where the depth or the energy source comes from for me. It's about being around people that I enjoy and that I can engage with uh, because they mean something to me and I mean something to them. Mm-hmm. So about, okay, so on the other end of that, the alone time. Mm-hmm. So as an introvert, that's where they get kind of their power, so to speak. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, introverts might like social settings, which I do sometimes. I'm just tired or kind of drained afterwards. When you have alone time, you probably enjoy that sometimes. You get to do whatever you want. You get to, you know, choose what you're going to watch or read or something like that. So I'm sure I'm going to speak for you here for a second. I'm sure that's um, enjoyable for you. But do you feel like, how do you feel after that? Um, I, I enjoy that alone time. <clears throat> it feel it fills a certain threshold. It feels the need of quiet meditation, mindfulness, just being alone, not necessarily getting having to always do something and always being on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it, but there's it, it, it fills a need, but not necessarily the primary need for me all the time. So right. I always I feel good after doing those self care things, reading and cooking and those sort of activities. But I also still always like, okay, I feel good. Now I want to go be with people because now I feel better. Yeah. So your your eye is on when's the next time I get to be with a group? Yeah. and, and Maybe that's group, one way to say it. Like yeah, the difference, and, right? The extrovert's like, when's the next time I get to hang out with people? The introvert's like, all right, how much longer till I get to be by myself? Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that's one like sure. way to say it that's more casual. Yeah. yeah. And some of the issues with the current situation and everything and with COVID and the the limitation of those social interactions, and this is personally my experience, but there was a lot of emotional atrophy of not being able to be around people Mm. and not even having the option or the opportunity, regardless of whether it's a stranger or close friends and family, there was a lot of depression and things that just went along with that because it wasn't even the option of when can I be with my friends or my next group of people? It was like, well, that's never going to happen. And it just feels, it feels, it was very damaging. Mm. Okay. So how did you cope with that? Being around people that I could be around. <laughs> <laughs> Maximize your opportunities. Yes, which were few and far between. You know, yeah. uh, working in the office, there was only a handful of us that were working. So sure. it was probably exhausting some of my coworkers during that time period, especially in the very beginning. Can confirm. Uh, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, just letting myself, you know, maximizing those opportunities or people that I was already going to be around. So 
partners, you know, family that were close that was yeah. safe for that. And then, you know, uh, we were doing strictly telehealth for a while. And then as we slowly, things started to slowly change, it was getting some of that aspect of being around people, not necessarily friends, but people whenever clients could come back into the office. So I coped with it by maximizing the what I had and the opportunities that I had, but also just reminding myself that self-care and other things are just as important because it's just like burnout. Like you get tired of something, you get resolute and you just like, it feels defeated and it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere. <clears throat> so during the whole COVID, we weren't really worried about the introverts <laughs> necessarily. I was worried about the extroverts. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone was affected in their own personal way. But sure. for me personally, there was th- these moments where I was just like waiting for like somebody to open their door or somebody to, <laughs> to do something just because yeah. I-, I needed that to continue to do what I needed to do because we didn't have an option to stop. You needed a recharge. I did. Right? I, need- yeah. I needed people. You need some energy. Yeah. Here's some common traits Mm -hmm. that are listed as an extrovert number one warmth extroverts are warm you seem warm i think so i think i pride myself on being very open to people and Mm -hmm. trying to connect in that way novelty and excitement seeking what do you think about that um sometimes i guess Um, a little more reserved in those ways yeah i'm you're not the first one in the pool Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah? I'm, I'm okay. not. I'm not afraid of to put myself out there. I'm not usually afraid. I mean, we all are f- afraid of rejection to a certain level. But like, the first one to reach out and be like, "Hey, do you want to go eat lunch with us?" Like, I'm always going to ask, whereas other people might not. Um, in that way, so I guess yeah, some excited, some novelty with that. I do. I don't always seek out those novel experiences. I'm also a creature of habit too, and I enjoy those things that make me really comfortable. But I don't necessarily shy away from the challenge in that way either. Talkativeness. Yes. <laughs> extroverts talkative? What do you think that is? Why are extroverts talkative? Well, and I think this goes to another, uh, there's a misconception is that you just talk to fill space or that mm-hmm. you're afraid of silence. Um, my experience is extroverts and myself, I'm an external processor. I want to talk to people. I want to mm. engage with people because that's how I um, can process what I'm thinking about and engage with other people. Whereas an introvert would more likely be able to like seek inward and really think critically about those things. It doesn't mean an extrovert does not think critically, but I want to talk to mm-hmm. process what I'm doing. And I think that probably goes into some of the talkativeness mm-hmm. um, to clearly kind of refine, like, what am I feeling in this moment? What am I thinking in this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that you bounce that off other people. So I think some of that's the talkativeness, and I think it's all a spectrum sometimes. It's not just small talk, it's just... Yeah, that's a good point. Being able to talk out what you're thinking is more of an extrovert Mm -hmm. kind of uh, approach, whereas introverts are thinking more about what they're going to say before they say it. Yeah. And so I have this theory of that's why they look shy or quiet sometimes, is Mm -hmm. because they're waiting to talk, because they got to get their stuff formulated, and... And sometimes the moment passes. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, that person's quiet. But really, they're just formulating what they are going to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas extroverts are more likely to just not spend as much time in their head, but just process it mm-hmm. out loud. Like I can have meaningful conversations with people in therapy, friends that are other introverts. And we have like what some extroverts might consider awkward pauses. But to me, it's just like, oh, we're just going to hang on for a second and figure out what we want to say and how we want to say it, and then we're going to say it. (laughs) But for some people, it's like, wow, that's an awkward pause. For me, it's like, no, it's just how conversation can flow. Mm -hmm. 
And I think you have to know that about people and not feel this awkward, like this need to fill a space. Like silence is very much a tool, whether it's in therapy or whether it's in your personal life too. Because I think that kind of goes in hand in hand with the idea that extroverts aren't good listeners because they want to talk too much. So yeah, that's another thing that I've thought about is extroverts. The barrier to listening for extroverts is talkativeness. Mm -hmm. The barrier to listening for introverts is being in their head and thinking. Yes. That's... um, both, both types of people have barriers to list, communicating with listening skills, mm-hmm. and I think that's, uh, that's one of them, is that um, maybe it takes extroverts more to feel like they're heard. What do you think about that? So you just keep on talking? Uh, I mean... <laughs> that's one thing I talk to couples about a lot, is like, if you want to complain about your spouse talking mm-hmm. too much, the, chan- the, the reason that they're talking so much, and they raise their voice, or they try different things to do to be heard it's because they haven't been heard so if you want them to stop talking listen to them and make sure they know that they've been heard (laughs) that's a little side note but yeah I definitely think that can be part of it of being able to like being okay with taking up that space and and doing those sort of activities just like talking to fill the space talking to feel heard getting loud you know kind of in some ways almost bulldozing um, other people around you but I also think that the opposite can can be very true as well that like an extrovert doesn't necessarily have to dominate a space to be okay with being there mm-hmm. um, it's more about like being around people I don't want to be the center of attention mm. I just want to be around other people and if that conversation flows in my direction awesome but I don't want to be like everyone look at me I actually really don't like that I hate that a lot <laughs> um, it has more to do with the rapport and the relationship of being around other people Rather than everyone look at me, I want to talk. Right. I think that is one of the conceptions of extrovert Mm -hmm. is like, oh, they just want the attention all the time. But that's not necessarily. Not necessarily true. And it really, I mean, it's not true for me. Uh, You know, I want to spend time with friends. I, I like to plan things. I like to, you know host parties and do that sort of thing but at the end of it all I just I just want to create something for people to gather I want to enjoy lunch with coworkers. I want to do those sort of things and then after like the planning has been executed it's just like okay we all get to do this now it's no yeah. it, it and it never really is about me um which can be my own deficit because I tending to focus on other people's needs is a mm. deficit of mine as well right. and not addressing my own but in a social situation when it comes to being an extrovert I don't want the spotlight I don't want those things it's very mm-hmm. it's very anxiety it's very insecure for mm-hmm. that it's more about engaging with other people and having deep meaningful conversations with people that you care about because I think it goes to that depth as well it's not just small talk it's I want to talk deeply about whatever we're, whatever's going on and not just kind of floating through those things yeah. with people so extroverts aren't only interested in small talk, but they're more in, more comfortable with small talk than introverts. Would that be one way to say it? I would say yeah. If that if that's the comparison, for yeah. sure, um, more likely to initiate that small talk, um, right? Because it's more palatable or social. So in they're that not, they're not opposed to going deep, but they have more patience for small talk to get there. Probably, yeah. Not hurry up. <laughs> Whereas and introverts are just like, all right, let's cut out the conversation about what happened on your weekend, and let's yeah. talk about the benefits of the free market society or something like that that's the <laughs> that's I, th- I think for extroverts part of engaging in that small talk is developing that relationship with people right? right because i listen to you you listen to me we talked about what you did this weekend it's more likely that late you know because like we had that prime in the pump kind of yeah yeah absolutely so how does being an extrovert benefit 
you as a therapist? Hmm. Or does it? I think, I I mean, I think there, you know, there's two sides to everything. I think as far as being a therapist, it's the ability to do exactly what we were just talking about, like develop rapport with people pretty quickly Uh because you have that patience to just sit with people and do those things. I'm a very animated person. I talk with my hands. I do all of those things, but I'm also very aware that not everyone in the world is like that or enjoys that. And I'm, I'm able to kind of bring that in for myself. Fundamentally, the person that I am doesn't change, but my approach to therapy can be a little bit different because I think that that's one of those things that extroverts, they, they tend to think that everyone's like them, right? You're energized by people. So you might not understand why other people are not, or that introverts probably have a better pulse on like the, the variation of personality right. um, attributes. And more, so for, more observant in some ways, cause they're got to step back. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, I have pieces of that myself too, but also just part, part of being a therapist is that, um, anyone that anyone can walk into your door and you need to be able to kind of sit with that person and help them kind of regardless of mm-hmm. those things. So it's utilizing the strengths of that, but also being aware that um, there are some deficits and being uh, being able to be conscious enough to, of those things to combat them, especially in, in a workplace setting. Same right. thing with coworkers and in, in socializations, family, friends, anything else. Sure. The more natural being social. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... One of the traits, I think. Mm-hmm. A little more friendly, probably. A little more cheerful. <laughs> You're very cheerful. Yeah, I try. Uh, you don't have to blush about it. It's okay. You can be cheerful. I, I just am who I am. And th- that's a lot of it is kind of deal, you know, um, coming into your own with that and being comfortable with your own you know, experiences with that, not having to hide because you're that warm, cheerful person and not feeling like you can't take up that space um, because it's just, it's just different. And maybe that confidence comes from just kind of learning more about who you are, what mm-hmm. your traits are, what your positives and negatives are so that you can embody that for yourself and not really feel like you're hiding any piece of you. And just personality-wise and being an extrovert, that's something that I've grown over the years and just mm-hmm. been like, you know, this is the way that I am. And, you know, obviously I have to be aware that my actions influence and impact other people, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not yeah. necessarily going to change everything about who I am and like not be a warm person, not go out of my way to ask somebody how they're doing because right. that's important to me. And sure. you know, that's just who I am. Not all introverts are shy. Mm-hmm. So by that thought process, some extroverts must be shy. So let's talk about that a little bit. Would you consider yourself almost a, a shy extrovert, extrovert in a way, the way that you say, I really don't like the center of attention. I don't like the spotlight being on me. Mm-hmm. Is there a piece of you that has some of that in in you? Yeah, I, I sure, I, I would say so. Um, how, would you, how about this? How would you describe a shy extrovert? How would that? What would that look like? Probably somebody that is energized by other people but that does not but shies away from that attention seeking of like pe- that that focus being on them which is right. essentially what we're saying yeah. so yeah i guess so yeah um, i hadn't thought of it that way before but no yeah but yeah i think so i mean um because we think of shyness as like talking to people public speaking those sort of things i don't love you know meeting new people all the time i don't love public speaking but it's right. not something that i'm going to necessarily have a lot of a barrier with doing because I you know I will do those things I enjoy those things but I do think in some aspects especially socially with friends and family like I don't want somebody to watch me open birthday presents like I don't like that I don't want all of the attention on me yeah so really that's more of shyness is concerned about 
social judgment and yeah. what people are going to think and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's more about the... So you have a little bit of that shy extrovert yeah, I think going on. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. I never really have talked or thought too much about the shy extrovert, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But... Um, because everybody just associates shyness and introvert as mm-hmm. being the same thing. But as we've discussed in this podcast and in the, the one um, more about introverts, that uh, that's not directly the case. It's helpful to know terminology, mm-hmm. I think. But be able to explain it in common terms. Mm-hmm. There's nothing right or wrong about any of this. Nothing right or wrong about being introvert, extrovert shy not shy yeah because we're all somewhere on the spectrum and wherever we're at in different settings and who we're with is going to make a big difference on mm-hmm. how we act as well so maybe reserved shy has such a negative connotation now you're a, you're more of a reserved extrovert yeah and reserved depending on the who, audience who right with, depending on right. who i'm with with new people, probably a little bit more reserved, but with my closest friends or with people that I've known for years, maybe a little bit less reserved, more likely to step outside that comfort zone, yeah. deal with that rejection of like, hey, do you want to go to lunch with us? And if they <laughs> say no, because I'm comfortable with those right. people, it doesn't, it would not be as much of a loss in that sure. way. Sure. Yeah. Knowing that if I say something stupid, this person's not going to judge me harshly and right. I'm not going to, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So you wanted to make sure extroverts got their day in in the sun. Sure, yeah. What is the most important reason for that, that you wanted to make sure the extroverts got represented? Uh, well, I mean, it's because it's me. Have we covered it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, it's me, it's my experiences, and I think that everyone has, an, I think people can identify with some of these things just like they can with, you know, what you all discuss with the introverts, but I think a lot of it, there's a lot more, just like with introverts, there are misconceptions about that, but I think yeah. there's, there's a lot with extroverts of feeling like you're a bulldozer or that you don't Mm -hmm. really care about other people or that you talk too much and I think that some of it is understanding like the thought process behind it all it's like we're all insecure we all have those negative thoughts and we all feel (laughs) those things and kind of seeing like a different perspective of your coworker that any opportunity that they have, why are they standing in your doorway to talk to you? Is because mm-hmm. maybe they just need that to understand a little bit more of that depth and that it's not just, they're not using you in that situation, but they're right. there because they just want to exist in a space with somebody that they care about. Sure. Um, to kind of give that perspective, which is not something that I think is universally kind of known. Just like there are so many misconceptions about being an introvert as well. It was kind of give this opportunity to speak about it and... Have a great conversation. Yeah, I think so. And so one of the main takeaways that I've kind of come to as we've uh, talked today is about the the reserved extrovert. It's like Mm -hmm. the number one misconception, I think, is the extrovert's going to be in the middle of everything, the life of the party, wants all the attention, Mm -hmm. is going to be talking over everybody. But that's not necessarily what an extrovert is. There's the, I'm creating a term today, the reserved extrovert. There you go. Which likes to set up situations where people are going to be there, likes to be there to get the energy to connect with people and can be talkative in those situations, but not that they're wanting to be um, crowd surfing the whole time or something yeah. like that. So There's all, always dimensions yeah, to, always, to all different kinds of people. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. 
This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. For more episodes, you can find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we are also on social media sites, Facebook and Instagram. Website for the show is mappinghealthyminds.com, which has access to all the episodes that we've recorded so far and a little bit more about the show. Thanks so much for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, give us a review or tell a friend. It's the best way for us to pass the word on to other people. Mapping Healthy Minds is brought to you by Compass Counseling and is produced and hosted by yours truly, Justin Lewis.